So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I went to the fridge and I opened up the meat drawer. You know what the meat drawer is, right? Yeah. What was in there? Well, I'll tell you what was in there. You know that bacon that's like maple? It's got maple flavor. The maple kind, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. I took that out and I thought, yeah. I know who would like that. Me. So I ate it. Oh, no. You're kidding me. Nope. Not kidding. Not you know, kidding. Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. We've got <laughs> Mike Johnson it. joining <laughs> us. going. And our host, Tom Dupree. And uh, that was that, that lost a little bit of its power because you couldn't see that the one saying, the bacon cut, no, was a dog. <laughs> so, Tom, you can take it from here. and ex you got some explaining to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, let's start with Psalm. It's only one hour today, by the way, folks. Psalm 37, English Standard Version. Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. Okay. All right, we've only got one hour today uh so we're just gonna get into this is a primarily a financial show even though we deal with other issues and uh we're gonna talk about some things that have been going on especially here in the last few days we've had a big bump in the market i would say that's almost a hundred percent uh, attributed to the lower inflation uh, CPI print uh, that came out, uh, I guess it was Wednesday. And, uh, you know, it appears that inflation is beginning to moderate. So we had a huge day on Thursday in the markets. And uh, the, the CPI print might have been Thursday. It was, it was Thursday morning. Thursday yeah. morning. Yeah. And you had a 1,200-point up day. Uh, the Dow was, was down a little bit today, but, uh, you know, we had several stocks that we know about that continue to go up. So, Yeah, the, the Dow, it closed up. Um, it, was, it was flat today. Uh, the S&P 500 was up a little less than a percent today, and the NASDAQ was up nearly 2%. Um, Big swing up yesterday in the market, uh, primarily, well, not primarily, the biggest movers were generally your growth stocks, because uh, right. that, that's where you'd had the, the biggest drop in the markets. Um, and you think about it, I mean, it's... It, this year, it's been driven by interest rates, uh, inf inflation, interest right. rates, all that combined, hand in hand. Um, and so your high multiple growth stocks, 
uh, have got hit the hardest because those had the highest multiples uh, and you had a repricing in the market. Well, when the CPI data came out better than expected, the market had that reaction, knee-jerk reaction, and you had your growth, quote-unquote, growth stocks do extremely well yesterday and today. But you also had dividend-paying stocks that what you would consider value also do well, almost almost in lockstep with some of the growth stocks. Um, and, it, and again, these were interest rate driven moves. Um, you, you look at the mortgage REIT sector. Um, that's one that, uh, so a mortgage REIT, REIT stands for Real Estate Investment Trust. A mortgage REIT owns portfolio of mortgage bonds and there's leverage they borrow and the book value of the stock fluctuates. Basically what you've had the last several months those are some of the most liquid securities out there. And when you've had redemptions on, from institutional investors, uh, large fund managers, and they needed to raise cash, well, government mortgage bonds, one of the most liquid, they sold off. And basically you had the widest spread since the financial crisis with mortgage bonds and treasuries. And when you had what happened yesterday – uh, where it was lower interest rates, basically, was the net effect. You're having that spread contract, which means the value of those mortgage bonds were going up, mm-hmm. which immediately impacts book value. Uh, we, we've, we, and we, we've been talking about mortgage REITs the last few weeks right. on here that it, it, there, we were seeing some opportunities, good dividend yields, good valuations, and... You know, those reacted positively yesterday. So inflation is a thing that when it happens, which it has happened, it cuts into the value of of pretty much every financial asset because it lowers the purchasing power of the dollar. And all financial assets in the U.S. are denominated in U.S. dollars. That's how you price them now typically their underlying assets are also denominated in dollars so the inflation cuts all the way through and those assets tend to fall off in value when inflation is going up Uh, the inflation rate had been holding steady at around 8.3 over the last several months And yesterday, the annualizing effect, in other words, inflation over the last year, dropped to 7.7%. That Look for that number to continue to go lower. As the high inflation months, 12 months ago, fall off, and the lower ones on the front end add to the average and begin to pull the average rate lower. So we've been saying this, we said it to our clients that we felt like the inflation rate uh, was going to moderate, would get, begin to get lower because of the fact that um, there were a number of things, one of which was the slowdown in housing uh, because of high interest rates began to make houses uh, more difficult to finance, 
your construction costs are nutty to build a new house right now. I'm not sure that's going to come back enough to get the new construction industry going in housing yet because one of two things has to happen. The cost of building a house, that's labor, materials, the whole nine yards, that's got to either get lower or the price you sell a house at has to get higher for housing to get going again. Well, what's keeping the price of houses from going higher is that mortgage rates are, have gotten expensive. So if, if the house price goes higher, that's more you've got to finance. And at a rate of 65 or 7%, you're paying way more for a mortgage than you were even a year ago, which has made the overall price of housing go nuts. When that happens, people say too much cost too much. I'm not going to do it. So everything related to housing, that's not just home builders, but people who have to buy stuff at Lowe's and Home Depot and the places that sell you stuff to build houses with, they get impacted. Everybody up and down the supply chain gets impacted because they can't sell as many products. If they can't sell as many products, you'll see the price. It's going to have to go down. When that happens and things begin to slow, you're going to see a dip in inflation. When you see a dip in inflation, you're going to see interest rates start to go lower. And that has, and it seems to be also affecting the stock market. At some point, there'll be a disconnect because if we go into a recession, one of the things that will be a negative impact on the uh, stock market will be uh, lower earnings for a lot of these companies. You look at the tech sector. Yes, we had a big bump in technology yesterday, but go through and look at what's happening with headcount in technology. Yeah. So many companies. I mean, you got Facebook and, and Facebook who knows if they're a good buy here or not? I'm not going to tell you one way or the other, but think about it for a minute. You have Facebook that was less than a year ago adding people uh, hand over fist. They just come out and, and announce they're, they're cutting 11,000 jobs. A complete pivot. You look at Twitter, you know, that thing's in total limbo. Nobody knows what's going to happen to that company at this point. Uh, Google, up and down the line, Apple, all of them having to reduce headcount. That tells you their business is slowing. That also tells you uh, that, uh, they're well, if their business is slowing, it means they're having a hard time selling their product, which could be a downward price on the pressure that's going to affect inflation, bring it lower, and begin to uh, bring in this inflation problem that they've had. Yeah. Well, and you look at the the retailers, too. Um, they, there's an inventory glut on uh, just retail inventory. And so they're going to be discounting products, um, which is disinflationary. Um, so you have all these things that are adding up. Um, you know, you had a really uh, good conversation with a, a client today. We were talking about bonds. Uh, this client, he, he does some stuff on his own too. And um, he had some bond positions and we're talking about what has happened with bonds and uh, should you 
add to them, hold, sell. And we're just talking about what our strategy had been this year. Um, and it's net, we've been sellers of bonds in, you know, actual bonds, uh, because you, you look at interest rates where they were, where they are, our interest rates going back to zero, and which would basically get you back to even on some of your bond positions. I mean, doubtful. Yeah. Um, and so you, you look at some of these other things in the market right now that have been discounted even more, and you're looking at opportunities, total return, um, and it's with the bonds – you can look at it as a you can do a trade with the bonds. You can trade conservative things, you know, jumping in and out of things. But all this being said, circling back around, we're seeing things that are disinflationary. You, the last inflation numbers came out; uh, they were better. You had the market react. Um, you know, Facebook down. You know, it was going going from a trillion dollar market cap to under 300 million it's probably getting back close to close to 300 million today yeah i I would think it's starting to go back it's well it may not i mean it's it's probably back over 260 somewhere in there but what you had for the longest time where money was basically free these companies could get free money to finance projects out 25 years in the future uh, that's what Facebook's doing. They're you know trying to transform everything. I keep, I'm never I'm never going to not call them Facebook. I'm not going to call them Meta just because. But yeah. they're trying to create the metaverse, which Nobody is calls them that. which is a long term growth plans, costing them a lot of money, and that's what you're seeing the market punish right at three hundred million. Right now. at three hundred. Okay, that's what the market's punishing right now. Three hundred billion. Three three hundred billion. Yeah. Um, that's what the market's punishing is these long-term growth plans because money now costs something. And yeah. what the market's rewarding are companies that are more shareholder friendly, be it, uh, you know, they, they generate free cash flow, they pay out dividends, more mature types of business or companies that have cash on hand. So it's down 70% still. Yeah. Now, if it keeps going back up, great. But it was at 90 bucks like a week and a half ago. It's now at 113. Yeah. It's a big pop. Well, and I mean, you look at things even like Amazon, and these are these were what were known as the FANG stocks. You know, these were the big leaders for the last decade. Amazon's down 40% year to date. So, what is it? What does. A retirement investor have to do. You need to invest your money in such a way that it can keep up with inflation, keep growing, and uh, deliver inflation and tax-adjusted returns for you, for your living expenses. We think... We are seeing opportunities right now that are better than it's been in a long, long time. I have no idea if you've been listening to the show for years. You might already be a client. You may not be a client. You may be thinking about it. But we have a plan for folks to invest 
IRA money, retirement plan money, money just set aside that you need for your income to get you dividends and growth over time because we see things looking potentially better despite how bad the economy and other things might feel at times. We can't go by feelings. We have to go by the objective reality of what our our um, research shows us. We're objective about how we do these things. We don't just flip a coin and say, well, it feels like this is a good thing today. We study the companies. We study their cash flows. I don't know what you are doing. If you don't know what you're invested in, you're sitting in cash sort of waiting for your buy point you're going to find that <laughs> you know it's like the road runner trying to catch or get away the coyote trying to catch the road runner you're always going to be a day late and a dollar short you've got to get in the game and start playing and getting some exposure to some of these things even if you're wrong initially over time you may find that you're right and you can add to things and, and, and start playing, if you will. Right. And <clears throat> don't try to time it. Um, yeah, you, you look at what matter. happened on Thursday. E even if you knew what the inflation reading was going to come in at. You had no idea what the market You had no idea the market was going to rally like that. And so even if you know what's going to happen, data that's coming out, you don't know what the market's going to do. And so don't don't try to time the market like that. Um, the biggest thing the, the, you the, think that this will affect the next, you know, fed increase. If they begin to see that if there is another increase, uh, in, in the, the federal reserve, they, they got one more meeting before the end of the year. Yeah. I, I don't think it'll affect that one. Uh, cause they're, I think they're going to stick with probably 75 bips, maybe 50 bips. Um, but I don't think they're going to get away from that because that runs the risk of, you know, negating everything they've done year to date. Well, I mean, it's already just starting to kick in. What do you mean negating it? Well, it, it, cause a lot of it's, um, perception. Uh, it, it's like the, the last rate hike, what really sent the market into a tizzy was his outlook. You know, it was a real hawkish outlook. I, I don't so think he was manipulating people. Well, sure. It's it's yeah. a psychological thing. Well, that's that's what it looked like to me. Yeah, I felt like he was just talking it down, and all it's done is pop back up again. Yeah, I mean, you know, if the Fed is that powerful that you trade off the Fed, then that means you know what about real companies? And they tend to hold up over time. Yeah. No, I, I don't. We don't invest based on what we think the Fed's going to do or not do. Uh, it has an impact, short-term impact on the market. Um, but you, you look at one particular company that we own. Uh, it's an insurance company. They've raised their dividend every single year for over 60 years. Every single year. And you think of all the different things that have happened over a 60-year right. period. Um they're, they're not trying to time the market uh, and get in, get out of things. You're and they own only dividend-paying stocks and yeah. bonds in their yeah. portfolio. Yeah. 
And so you're going to have these, you know, exogenous, you know, things that come out. You didn't pronounce uh, it right. How many times did I tell you? Genus, genius. Exogenous. Exogenous. Daggone it. (laughs) I mean, that's that's what I told him to work that word, and he had forgotten it. And here it is, two minutes left in this section. Exogenous. Exogenous. It it means outside of him. (laughs) What am I going to do? I don't know. See, I mean, this this is the entertainment. Um, Yeah, for us. At my expense. Yeah. No, but seriously, the these companies, they're not trying to um, time the markets. We don't try to time the markets. We look at things, yeah. and we look at it as opportunities or, you know, or not. Although you say that, but there have been times in the market where it was a particularly attractive time to invest. Absolutely. We said that to our folks recently. We've written some letters to our clients over the last three to four weeks, and we've been talking about this, and it's begun to materialize. So I'm not really beating my own chest, but I sort of am. You've been listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Mike Johnson and our host, Tom Dupree. If you'd like us to take a look at your portfolio, we'll give an objective view and... Help balance whatever it is you're thinking about jumping in or jumping out or tell you you, you're all good. We'd love to help you. Call us, 859-233-0400. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Tom Dupree. In my 44 years in the investment business, I have found that the best time to invest in any type of security is when that security is in a bear market, similar to the times we are in now. If you've been thinking of investing, don't wait for the market to make a bottom. Consider beginning to average into your investment, knowing that while you may not be hitting the bottom, you will be getting an average price over time, which will probably be considerably lower than prices after the bear market is over. I have seen it work many times. Call us at 859-233-0400 for a no-obligation review of your investment accounts. And be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show Saturdays at 7 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com.
Welcome back to the Tom Dupree Show. Joining us this week, we've got Mike Johnson and our host, Tom Dupree, and we are powered by Dupree Financial Group. So one of the things that I think it's hard, it's hard for investors, and it's also hard sometimes for us to describe. So we constantly are trying to put our ideas out there of how the investment process really works, especially when you're, you know, when you're investing retirement money where uh, money's coming in and going out of the account. So it's not necessarily a static pool of money that just gets put in there and you see if it's going to grow or not. We're taking out uh, distributions from that money. Sometimes the distributions are part principal, part dividend. Sometimes they're just the dividends, which doesn't affect the principal. It's a moving target. Um, and very few people really accurately track it. Now, we use a service called AdviseOn, which is an unrelated, unbiased, third-party company that reviews all of our accounts and on a daily basis keeps track of the performance and takes into consideration money in, money out, money sideways, money up and down, and comes up with a number that you know exactly how your account is doing. If what you're doing is investing in CDs or just a brokerage account by yourself, or if you're in a, uh, a self-directed IRA, or in some cases with many different kinds of advisors and brokerage firms, you're not going to get an accurate tracking of the value of your account on a real-time basis like what we hire advise on to do with our accounts. Not only our accounts that are held at Fidelity, but also the ones that are held at TD Ameritrade. Uh, when I was in the brokerage industry uh, at uh, Payne Weber and then at UBS, I became convinced of the importance of being able to accurately track the performance of your account and that it was important to have an unbiased third-party uh, group doing this tracking. Why? Otherwise, you have no report card. You have no way of telling yourself, 
or anybody else how well your account has done. Now, we have a lot of clients. I'm not sure all of them look at it that closely. It it would be nice if they did, but in a sense, in the long run, it's not as important as knowing that it's being done and looked at. Um, I'm going to be real honest with you. 95% of accounts out there do not have this service. It's just not there. It's not being offered. Not to the level of what I know we're offering. I mean, that's a number I just pulled out of my hat, but so many types of IRA 401k accounts don't really offer real-time performance monitoring. Right. And you have to be careful when you're looking just at uh, performance stuff too. So you take a mutual fund, for example, Um, you know, a mutual fund, they may have, you know, quarter month to date, you know, past performance history on the fund. Well, remember, it, it doesn't really matter what you as the investor, it doesn't really matter what the fund did during that time. What really matters to you is how is it doing while you own that fund or that investment. Um, so, like for example, you know, if we have uh, company X in the portfolio and we say, well, it's done you know, X percent year to date. It doesn't matter. Where are you buying it at today? Um, that's why it's so important to have each account that has its own performance numbers. We run it for every client. Uh, it's not a fund. You don't buy into a fund with us. It's your account, your shares of the stocks that you own. Um, and we, and we base it off that It's what's called time weighted return. And so, and that's where it gets into a real complicated calculation where if you put $10,000 in, well, we didn't make you that 10,000. We're not going to include that. If you took 10,000 out, well, we didn't lose the 10,000. And so it, it answers the question, what have the dollars done during the time that it's been invested? Right. And we break it out, you know, what's come from dividends, interest, you know, your income side of the equation, what's, what's happened on the growth side, price movement. And so you, you get a good picture of where the return's coming from. Um, and it's all about transparency. Uh, our clients have gotten a lot of trade confirmations this year because we've been trying to take advantage of what's going on in the market, seeing opportunities. And they know what's happening with their, with their investment portfolios. Um, When you look at a 401k or 403bs, when you, when you log in, if you're a participant in one, you see the, the holdings that you have and you have a, a menu of maybe 25 or 30 different mutual funds that you can invest in. Um, we think more investment options are better um, because like what's happened this year, it's been very specific in the areas that we've seen opportunities. Uh, it's not just been in a broad sector, generally speaking. Um, it's been very specific opportunities. And so having more 
investment options is generally a good thing. It's definitely a good thing from our perspective. Um, and so that's why a lot of clients, um, they've been able this year even, you can do an in-service rollover uh, from a 401k, 403b. If you're over 59 and a half, the plan more than likely allows it, almost certainly does. And you can move it from the 401k into an IRA with no tax consequences. And then we have the opportunity to invest in specific things to try to take advantage of what's going on in the market. Um, and a lot of people don't know that the 59 and a half uh, is even available, but almost certainly it is. Um, so the, you also, when you do things like that, you have opportunities, flexibility, uh, with more on the tax side of things. So let's say it's a, an IRA, you may be, may be able, it may make sense to convert some of the IRA to a Roth IRA. Uh, when the market's down, usually that's a good time to do a Roth conversion, sure. potentially. That way you get the growth back in tax-free vehicle. Um, so more options are better. Right. Unless you get freaked out. And then we can give you less options. We have it. It can work either way. Sometimes I wish we had less options. <laughs> Might be easier. Um, another thing you need to understand if you're an account, if you have an account with us is – we like to meet with you uh, at least once a year. Sometimes, if you need it, every six months. We're going to look at your cash flow. And we're going to look at your family unit, even if it's just you, the same way we would look at or analyze a business that we were thinking of investing in. We're going to look at sources of income, where you've got money coming in. We're going to look at expenses, what you're having to spend on your household. And we're going to take all that into consideration in how we structure your investment uh, portfolio and looking at what it can potentially throw off in terms of dividends, those kind of things. We're going to look at you as an individual, your whole life. You've got your uh, ongoing monthly and weekly events but then you might have an exogenous occurrence <laughs> that would be unforeseen, you know, something outside the realm of normalcy. You need a new roof, new car, those kinds of things. So we will try to plan for those exogenous events <laughs> and be, you know, try to have money there in case – you know, it's needed. And we run into that kind of stuff all the time. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, nobody is. It's uh, it costs me say five thousand bucks a month to, to live. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, uh-uh. uh. <laughs> You're gonna have stuff that's gonna happen. Yeah. You're gonna need this. You're gonna need that. So it isn't just your monthly living expenses, unless you know, as a result of that, you're able to bring in five and cubbyhole a thousand right. of it, you know, every month. And, and there are a lot of people out there, believe it or not, that really do live extremely well within their means, but everybody will have unforeseen, um, expenses that's not going to be uh, considered in terms of these monthly expenses. Yeah. I mean, it's what we we tell people all the time. <clears throat> you know, this is not a set it and forget it kind of thing. Retirement's not because life can't isn't. Be. It, it, it can't be. Doesn't work like um, that. And that's the same thing with, you know, financial plans that some of these large firms will, will put together. It's, you know, here's a 120-page financial plan, and here, get, get on down the road. It's out of date a month quickly after the fact. Um, we do financial plans, but we do it in the context of a client relationship, and it's right. a it's a – it's a dynamic. It, it is a relationship. We know our clients. Our clients know us. And so it has to be this give and take. You know, we know what's going on in our clients' lives. And if something changes, they let us know. And if it's something that we need to make changes on the investment portfolio or w- monthly we withdrawals, what Today, you know, he wanted to make a few changes on some things. Yeah. Uh, for his own uh, situation. Yep. And, you know, we uh, sometimes sometimes it's a kind of a horses out of the barn thing. Something, stuff grew. So he said they come in after the growth spurt's taking place. Can we put more in growth? You know, it's like, <laughs> y- y- you know, they're, they're saying, yeah, let's chase it. Right. That's what they're saying, really. And I get that. We all like to chase something that we think, you know, potentially could be really profitable. But you have to be careful because Wayne Gretzky, the famous hockey player, said, you know, I don't get paid to know where the hockey puck is. For me, it's I got to know where it's going. Yeah. There is no... There's no easy way to invest. There, there really isn't an easy way to set a retirement portfolio and just forget Let about it. Let it coast. I mean, th- think of a really simple thing right now. Okay, inflation's been through the roof. I-bonds. I-bonds are the hot new thing. Everybody's buying I-bonds. Well, it's not that simple because the I-bond – it's going to reset to a lower rate. So we're yeah. talking about short-term. You're not locking anything in. You're not locking anything in. We're talking about short-term thinking. And I, and I bond, I'm not saying it's bad per se, depends on what you're using it for, but it is going to reset and your yield will be going down. Guaranteed. Bad bond. Bad bond. Bad bond. Bad bond. Bad bond. Bad bond. <laughs> um, not, good, not good bond. <laughs> Lord. 
but it, it's um <laughs> where have you made more money over the last uh four or five trading days not in an i bond yeah that's paying this artificial nine percent yield you've made more money in a 20-year treasury that's right you know because it's gone up in value with whatever di- dividend yield you've got but you locked in duration which you you have essentially no duration on a floater i mean you yeah you, you, no duration you can count on because if rates drop you know that that uh interest rate you're getting is going to decline right and so w- what was this mad rush the i mean it shut down the site you couldn't buy it for a little while um that was people chasing a yield yeah. chasing something before it had the reset well i mean all it did was lock it in another six months or so i mean it's going to reset anyway sure um now again i'm not bashing it. It, it, it i'm not saying that that's totally bad but i'm just using it as an example it is short-term thinking um because when you see some of the things that have gone down you know just bonds stocks dividend paying stocks those are long-term, an I-bond is short-term, and the thing is going to reset at a lower rate. Um, it's, yeah. almost, it's almost guaranteed. So you have to be careful in the business to not just let groupthink pull you along in a certain direction because uh, the groupthink, I mean, up until you know the first part of this year was Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google, I mean, that was groupthink. Um, Bad Facebook. Bad Facebook. (laughs) Bad Facebook. (coughs) Down 70% Facebook. That's meta to you. Meta. Bad meta. Bad meta. Bad meta. Facebook good. Meta bad. (laughs) It's, you got to be careful of following the herd because inevitably, like the question our client was asking and I, I sympathize with the question, you know, should we continue to chase this? Um, he it, might be right. I don't know. I he mean, he could know. be, but it's the same, it's the same mentality after something has it's recent. Yeah. Bias. You, you want to j- go after it because it, <laughs> it is recency bias. Recency bias means you want to jump on what something's done recently. Yeah. Or if something's gone down, you extrapolate that, that it's going to continue to go down. Yeah. Um, it, it you know like if the overall market's going down and it goes down you know five percent in a month you know, like well my goodness if if this happens another year I'm not gonna have anything left well it it, it doesn't work that way bad market bad markets <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I, I I don't know it's just been an interesting week and you should call us set an appointment come in I mean we're here we are ready to roll i mean a lot of people just have given up on all this yeah we don't this is this is a chance to potentially change the trajectory of your portfolio your investment portfolio not your art portfolio or your clothing portfolio Yeah, thanks for clarifying that because obviously i didn't do that earlier your dog and cat portfolio we're talking about your investment portfolio (laughs) you have a shot here to change the trajectory of it that's the direction it's going, and I think we can be helpful. So call us at 859 You can send us an email at 
info at dupreefinancial.com and listen to us weekly. You have been listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Mike Johnson. Also, go to our website, dupreefinancial.com. You can send us a message there. We will look forward to talking to you next week. We're going into the UK pregame broadcast in just a few minutes. We're only an hour today. We appreciate you listening, and we will talk to you next week.